Hey guys, what's up and welcome to episode one of the Tennis Tags podcast, the quick fire podcast where we ask unique and interesting brands, coaches and players four questions about tennis. Behind the mic today is your host Peter Collier, that's me, and our special guest for today is Karu Sell, who's going to be answering some questions today. Karu, please say hi, introduce yourself and give us a quick rundown of who you are and what you do before I fire you some questions. Awesome. Hi. Thanks for having me, Peter. Uh, my name is Carousel. Um, I am a former tennis pro. I got to about top, four, top 400 ATP. Uh, now I am a tennis coach and I also run uh, a YouTube channel and a tennis page called My Tennis HQ. Awesome. Do, you know, lots of uh, instructional videos, stuff like that. Yeah, brilliant. So uh, if you're ready for question one, let's go. Let's go. Right. So first up, when did you start playing tennis? What inspired you to start and what motivated you to take it up competitively throughout your childhood? Um, I started around uh, five, I think. Um, yeah. I pretty much started because I, my dad was just kind of like a, you know, typical amateur player playing clubs and playing, mm -hmm. you know, little to small tournaments, stuff like that. And, you know, will bring me to the court and I'll just, you know, have a little racket just be smacking ball around the court and the wall and all that stuff. And, and slowly, you know, it just kind of transitioned into, you know, taking a lesson here and there. Uh, I was back home in Brazil, uh, just taking a lesson here and there. And I think really quickly it, it became, you know, kind of apparent that I had a, a good, good level of talent for it. And, you know, I kind of quickly, you know, picked up, and started playing like you know small little tournaments in in my my town and awesome it just kind of yeah it just kind of snowballed from there you know especially i think from the beginning i was i was you know winning matches and stuff like that and i think you you just get excited about that and you know you you just you you keep doing it and then from that yeah. point on you know you're you're in for it <laughs> you're in for the long haul yeah, yeah that that makes sense i mean a lot of uh players that I've encountered or you know everyone that I've spoken to seems to have gotten into tennis either because they like the individuality of the sport or you know simply because their parents take it up and encourage you to give it a go like like has clearly happened to you yes exactly I think you take it early you, you take it usually I mean you don't you don't even know about individuality and stuff like that but like if you you know if you when you're you have a good skill for something I think it just makes it exciting right and then um, awesome yeah, exactly from that point on, you know, you start, you continue to, to compete and have a good time. And, and yeah, I, I do like the individuality of it, but I don't think in the beginning you think about it too much. You just, yeah, kinda, you just have a good, good time with it. And then, uh, yeah, but it's uh, just kind of uh, how I think most people get started. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, next up, I've obviously read up a little bit about you on the, my um, tennis HQ page. So you reached junior high of, I believe it was 33 um, mm -hmm. and ATP of 371, which is, very big achievement um so my question is along those lines to you for the younger players who follow you and watch your content on youtube mm -hmm. what's the biggest takeaway that you have learned from developing as a player throughout your junior years which these players can apply to their game both on and off the court so some of those sort of key lessons throughout your development as a player um i think the main thing is you know now looking back um uh, at it all um yep. I, I think the development part, especially the on-court part, it's always going to be, I don't think there's a formula, right? Mm -hmm. I think there, the, 
there's different schools, there's different types of coaching, there's different, you know, you're going to learn tennis a different way you play, you know, you, everyone has their own style. Um, I think definitely, you know, looking back there, the two main things are the, the off-court stuff. So obviously the fitness side of it, if, if you're a junior, if you're a young pro, if you're trying to go to college, you know, becoming as fit as you can is, it, it will go massively into your confidence level. Cool. I think that's pretty core, correlated, that part. And it's something that I, I personally <laughs> didn't love to do, the off-court stuff. <laughs> yeah, the, the fitness is never the favorite people's exactly. favorite part you know especially the, the more like endurance part of it oh, you yeah. know I was a, a quick on my feet and i think a good um just uh, you know hand-eye coordination person but like just, just anything that was like you know longer distance was always difficult for me but you know i know that's very important obviously the, the being on the on the at the gym as well becoming stronger and stronger uh, as you can see guys like you know alcaraz being for being a 19 years old that's unbelievable it. player and then obviously and i think nowadays there's a lot more emphasis on the mental side of everything and, and how how to become how to really extract extract everything that you can from like your mind i think i think that's usually our biggest um our toughest opponent is not really like on the other side is really in our heads so yeah that is something that later on in my way, like way later on in my career, like, you know, kind of post-college and everything, I, I started like figuring it out a little bit more. And I wish I was doing that when I was younger. I think, I think that would have given me a, a, a much higher advantage. Yeah. Um, so it's that working on the mental strength exactly. as soon as you can in the, in the younger years of yeah, your when you're young, it's, Yeah. It's super tricky when you're young, you know, you're looking at other people's rankings and who, you know, yeah. it's, they are same age as you wow how are they much better than you and there's little things that like you know everyone kind of a lot of the matches are decided even before the match right like that oh i'm playing the the two seed oh my god and you you know you go you go and lose six four seven six and you're happy because it was like not happy but you're like oh you know it was a close match good exactly yeah but that kind of stuff just doesn't do you know what i mean so like looking back at it i wish I, I did a lot more work in that mental side of it and you know there's sports psychs today there's like all sorts of resources online yeah um, i would advise uh, you know to, to a lot of these juniors to to really like work on that and again i think it's very personal i don't i don't have a formula for it i think each person's it's going to be different but really those two things and then the tennis part just really have fun with it like it, it has to be fun it can feel like work yeah. i think it has to be fun so fun is so. definitely a key ingredient i completely agree with that you know it's um i know obviously mental strength is a huge part of the modern game um mm -hmm. with these up-and-coming juniors ever the standard seems to keep getting higher and higher and obviously new capabilities yeah. within the yeah. game with advancements in equipment and the, exactly. the development of sports psychology everything everything just keeps getting higher and higher so these junior you know ev everything you can do to start off early to give yourself a better exactly. chance of success yeah. absolutely i completely agree with that exactly it's just yeah. you know it's just the way it is i mean you know people keep getting better the, the information keeps getting better and you know you know kids they're 17 18 are just crazy good I know, you know yeah. what's the edge i think everyone's going to learn how to hit a good ball but what's the what's your edge right and i think yeah. mentally it's that's where you can really get get an edge, edge. yeah understood um okay next up so tell us about your page and your channel my tennis hq more specifically so how did that 
actually come into fruition? How did it start? And how were you able to grow the brand and following on social media? And lastly, um, do you have any tips for growing on social media in the tennis world while we're on that subject too? Yeah, so pretty much. So my tennis HQ started with actually one of my 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 co-founder. Uh, he's also a Brazilian guy. He played at yeah. Pepperdine University. He um, he was also like we got to like 800 ATP and he kind of came to me kind of during the I think it was like kind of during the pandemic, like beginning of the pandemic 2020, not beginning, kind of like in 2020. And he was like, why don't we, you know, he had kind of self-taught how to how to create websites that, you know, rank on Google. So it actually started first um, just as a website, you know, just, you know, people will Google, you know, how many sets are played in tennis and stuff like that. And, you know, we just kind of figure out how to create a website that will rank on Google and all that. Awesome. But I always, I always enjoyed like video and photography, stuff like that. So my buddy was like, you're on, you're on court a lot. Like, why don't you try doing YouTube? Cause that will, that will definitely help. And obviously YouTube is a, is a, you know, a lot of people are doing it. So I was like, yeah, let's, let's give it a go. Let's see what happens. And, and, you know, it took some time to like really iron out what we're going to, what we're doing and, and, you know, to, to how do we separate ourselves from like everybody. And, but, you know, obviously you have mm -hmm. to like rank on, on YouTube and all that stuff. It's, it's a tricky, it's a game. It's a little game that it's, you have to play. It's a process. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole process. In the beginning, you don't, you know, getting that first 1,000 subscribers is really difficult, you know, so. Big milestone. Yeah, so we, you know, we, I just kept on doing it. We were doing, like, in the beginning, a lot of record reviews because that would get, a, get um, you know, people searching for that. And, exactly. And that, that was, like, a, a way for us to, to get, um, get in the, the game. And then slowly I transitioned into more... Um, in, instructional stuff plus at the time i was i was working with naomi for the those first two years that i was i was doing tennis hq i was working with, with osaka um and you know obviously i kind of utilized that a little bit you know put some some videos hitting with her out there yeah and, yeah and that helps and i have obviously a lot of friends who are top 100 so you know i definitely utilized a little bit of my connections to grow and I think part of it too, um, yeah, that, that, that was kind of it. And the third question is how, how do we grow kind of tips? Um, you know, I, I, I watched some, in the beginning, I watched what was out there, like yeah. content-wise, there's, there's people who have been doing this for a long time and there's some good stuff out there, but I also thought there was a lot of like, bad stuff out there misleading right? sort of almost yeah just like people trying to reinvent the wheel you know what i mean yeah. with like you know crazy this is why the 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 forehands are this good the atp forehand and all this stuff and people are like just kind of creating like different like they're pretty much having to like reinvent the wheel all the time um which i was like that that's just making tennis very complicated especially for yeah. for, for an amateur who's trying you to make it simple exactly and and i you know i after kind of watching the be in the beginning kind of watching a lot of the the stuff that was out there i i completely stopped watching and i just to totally went with like my gut like what do i think about this this scenarios and you know because i i aim more towards players who are a decent higher level i don't do too much like beginner stuff i want yeah. people for that are a certain level maybe feeling a little stuck to to move up so that was kind of my thing and i you know i i just went out there and you know i 
I, I coach this to a good amount, you know, I'm not doing this full time by name, by any means. So I coach a yeah. lot and see the issues that are, you know, I see, Oh, this is happening here, here, and here. So this could be a good video and yeah. that kind of gives me the inspiration and, you know, consistency to grow. You got to keep, keep, uh, keep on going and, and keep putting content out. Even when you, you don't think it's working out. Like sometimes you're like, mm, maybe I'm just not doing this right. And you try something else, yeah. like trying different things. And I think my last tip would be, we really focus on YouTube. We didn't spread ourselves too thin. I don't particularly spend too much time worrying about like Instagram and all that stuff uh, or TikTok nowadays, whatever it is. I'm like, yeah. my medium, it's long format on YouTube for people who you know, we'll sit down for like the 15 minutes lesson. And I want them to feel like by the end of that lesson, they, they, and like, they have, they can remember, you know, the main goal. They don't have to remember an entire lesson, but you can kind of like remember like the general idea. So you just become like more of like a, like a, a higher tennis IQ, right? Like, yeah. And I can teach really like perfect technique. People hit the ball different ways. So I try to see like, what can I actually teach in this medium, which is online. And that's, that's, I think has been super helpful and I stick to it. And, and, you know, I, th I think obviously it's resonated with people because we, we grew way faster than we expected. So well, that, that's always a good thing, isn't it? It, yeah. it clearly shows what you were doing was right. Then focusing yeah. on, you know, there's a lot of people, probably I'd put myself into that bracket as well. Those sort of people who are, entering or attempting to climb the ladder competitively but there are small sort of holes in their game which need some attention and they're keen to you know improve themselves when they don't always have that coaching access or that one-on-one -on -one time with coaches so I think obviously your videos the keeping them very sort of simple and generalized um are very valuable to a large sort of group of players I view it as like, you know, cause I'm, I'm in that situation, like as a golfer, right? Like I, yeah. I, I love playing golf and, you know, I want to get better and I'm already at a decent level. Um, so when I, when I go on YouTube to watch something to like, Hey, how would I improve putting or chipping or like driving, whatever. Right. I'm going to look at it. You know, I don't, I don't really need like, well, the perfect swing technique technique or whatever it is, but I, you know, there's always like good swing thoughts that I, you find it's like, oh, this makes sense or that makes sense. And not every video is going to make sense, make sense yeah. to your game, but you know, one of them, like I recently watched like a golf lesson that just clicked. I was like, oh my God, this was, <laughs> this was like actually the best thought I could have. So you know, I, I hope I can do the same, you know, in the tennis world where that person just that's trying to like, you know, get over the hump, maybe watches one of the videos like that was, that's what I needed. Like, I just couldn't see it. And that's kind of how I go by it. Yeah, definitely. And that must be very sort of fulfilling for yourself to know that you're helping those people in that way as well. Exactly. And it, it, it's awesome. Yeah. We get so many like nice comments that yeah. <laughs> like I'm Positive happy community. Help. Yeah. That we've been helping people. Yes. Perfect. Right. Brilliant. So um, fourth question. Um, obviously, I saw that you went to UCLA, I believe mm -hmm. it was for your playing career. So after your, you got out of your college tennis, um, when you sort of went to play on the tour, what were mm -hmm. the most notable step ups you uh, noticed in terms of sort of standard training regimes, player mentality and what lessons can elite tennis teachers off the court in a sort of real life setting about how we can, you know, approach approach our goals or create plans to uh, overcome things that we find difficult 
Oh, good question. Um, yeah, so I left UCLA um, my senior year. I was actually playing probably the best tennis I was. I played in college, and yeah. but I was just like so. I I really didn't want to go into the tour at the time. I'm like, I don't have any money, and how am I going to do this? So I actually took pretty much a year off. I was a I was an, a volunteer coach at Pepperdine for a for a year. Yeah, uh, but I was playing some good tennis, and I went out um, during that year, and there was a there was a tournament really nearby in Calabasas at 25k, and you know, I, I was playing good ball. I was like, I'll play the qualities, you know, and see what happens. I actually played the qualities, got, got qualified, got the two seed, beat the two seed, beat someone else, got to the quarters, had a tough match, but yeah. And just like, as I, as I did that and then kind of like looking back at it, I was like, I kind of told myself, I was like, no one here is like really like that good. You know what I mean? Like, I think a, a lot of people just kind of overthink like how, Oh, there's just because this guy's like four, 400 in the world or 500 in the world. Like yeah. I have no chance. And I'm like, at that level, like there is, there's always a way, um, you know, I think. So the first thing it's like, it's a little bit of like, I call it a, like, I don't call it. I just stole it from, from a podcast that I listen to. But I go, <laughs> it's called irrational confidence. Just like get out there and really you, you're threading the line of like too much confidence, like being too cocky, but like also not respecting the, the other players yeah. that much you know finding a balance finding that balance i think it's super important to to, to get yourself um to the, the 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 level to to go out and compete with those, those guys without thinking like oh just because of his ranking like i won't have a shot so yeah that's the that's the number one thing i think again mentally i think it's very important and then the the other part is like again i i think it's in futures i'll be totally honest i don't think people are you know as professional as they should um yeah. including i include myself in that i think I, I was you know once i was moving into the challengers that's where you saw i mean people were traveling with the coaches already and obviously that that's difficult financially and all that oh, yeah. but um it, it depends really where you're from like if you have the, the, the support but but once you're, you're getting into challengers i mean the level is it's pretty close to atp tour level if not the same and and yeah that's when you see really like the professionalism people you know are are, are dialed in into their their routines and their 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 coaching style the, like how they want to like be training training and all that stuff so really figuring it out like i again for me it took a, a longer time to mature into that but like really figuring it out um, how, how you can train the best way, the, because you get to like, once you get to that point, like, right, like at 20, 21, 22, um, and then now you're playing pros when you are who you are in terms of style, right? Like you can add shots and, and whatnot, but you're always going to be like, you can be a little bit more defensive. Maybe you play with a lot of spin, maybe you play flat, like yeah. whatever you have to commit to that style. You have to then really figure it out. How can you train uh, very appropriately to that style? Um, and I think that that's something that for me is taking the ball early, all that stuff. How can I train my eyes to really see that? Um, and yeah, just like really optimize your training to be very specific. I think that's that's the thing. It, it shifts from lots of hours on court to then being very specific with your training and like really like nails with it. Yeah, that sounds, sounds like a sort of a case of work smart, not hard. Mm -hmm. exactly um, you're gonna work hard i think more off the court but like you, you can do 
you know, an hour and a half or two of like really solid optimized training. You know, I say today, we're just going to go like big on serve and return. That's what we're going to do today. We're going to, you know, really work on dominating with the forehand and just like really yeah. like nail, nail, nail that down. Um, because you're already at a, at a level that like just hitting middle cross, blah, 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 just like, it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not really going to help that much. Yeah. So that, that's something that it, it's truly important. I think once you, you kind of reaching that level um, and obviously like, you know, you're around very competitive people, you can see what they're doing, see how, what they're working on and, and, and obviously try to, to, to incorporate some of that stuff yourself. Brilliant. Um, so e excellent. So thanks for the interview, Karu. Um, so that's our four questions done for today. Um, and before we wrap it up, it's time for what me and Louis, or even though Louis isn't here, like to call the shameless plug. Karu, please feel free, free to uh, take a minute and promote anything you're working on, want people to take a look at, or something that you just believe in. Um, yeah, I mean, if you guys uh, want to subscribe to our channel, uh, My Tennis HQ on YouTube, that it's really where all of our you know, work is is going towards right now. We we have launched recently, um, also like a, a subscription plan for more like you know we do live calls um, once a month. So we we kind of get we're trying to build a community in there. We call it the Winner Circle. Um, so you can check that out um, on our website, mytennisechu.com, and you can sign up. We have like free free training guides in there. And if you want to obviously continue with that subscription, um, there's you know there's a courses in there there's all the all this good stuff in that in that winter circle um but really you know i i really put all my work you know all my thought process these days um into our youtube channel and in hopefully creating the yeah. you know the best content online i in, uh, in tennis that's that's really my goal i, I get competitive about that and i uh, that's what i'm trying to do so if you guys <laughs> want to check that out uh, we got a, a good amount of good stuff in there. Um, and I appreciate everyone that's been watching already. Brilliant. So, Karu, thanks again for joining me today on the Tennis Cab Tags podcast. It's been a pleasure having you on. And thank you guys for tuning in. This has been episode one. And if you'd like to be in line to see our future episodes, make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button and let us know what you thought by leaving a comment and a rating.